Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Pedal to the Metal podcast. I'm your host UV. My guest today is an Indian racing driver who was first discovered in a one in a billion talent hunt at the age of 13 in 2011. He won the British Karting Championship in the final round after beating his teammate Dan Tickton and he also won the India Motorsport Personality of the Year in 2014. And at 18 years of age he became the first Indian to win a Grand Prix at the 2017 New Zealand GP. He was also the second runner up in the 2019 Formula 3 Championship and this year he was signed to the Red Bull Junior program and created history again for his country by winning the final race of the Formula 2 season in Bahrain. Please welcome Jehan Daruwala. So hi Jehan how are you doing? I'm good how are you? Good and uh, I heard you just got back so How does it feel finally being back after all the constant traveling? Yeah, so I've obviously uh, been away from home since uh, May. So I just got back a couple of weeks back, and uh, I finished my quarantine and stuff now. So I'm able to meet all my friends and you know enjoy some time off after a lot of seven months or so. That's great. Um, so today I just wanted to start off with an obvious question. So what got you into motorsport racing in the first place, and how did you realize that you were a talented driver? Oh, uh, you know, I always had a passion for speed when I was young, uh, but uh, I never really took things too seriously when I was young. I used to just go with my dad uh, like to Acres Club in Chambur or something to go and just kart for fun. And uh, you know, the first time uh, that I ever went to do it kind of seriously was when uh, Rayman Banerjee held uh, you know a camp in Pawai uh, for young karters and stuff. So I went for for that just uh, for fun again. and then uh, he said that uh, he told my dad that he saw something in me that there was potential for me to to race you know so you know things started uh, from then i started driving for his team in the national championship uh, when i was 10 i think and uh, you know then uh, things have gone on from then on yeah and 9 years ago you were also identified in a one in a billion talent hunt which basically accelerated your career right so yeah. how did you first learn about that search and then what happened after you were selected Oh, so actually, the I think the one million hunt was people only between fourteen and eighteen at the time, and uh, I was only thirteen years old. So I, at first, I wasn't eligible to en- enter for it. Uh, but they were going to choose one person below the age of fourteen and one above the age of eighteen, and you know I got in as the wild card uh, below the age of fourteen. Wow! Get through the whoever did the fastest time would get in. So uh, I got in from there, and uh, yeah, so you know from there. Like you said, my career has accelerated. It gave me like a platform to go uh, to Europe and uh, you know show everyone how how well I can drive. Right, and so when you got in, what did your family make of this, and what did they agree with your plan to be a professional racing driver? Yeah, my family, uh, you know, have always been my biggest support system. Both my parents, my sister, and my grandmothers and my grandfather at the time, you know. They always supported me in whatever I wanted to do. So you know, from that side, uh, I've always had a lot of support. And given that you were competing in a uh, many European championships and you were abroad for a lot of the time, how did you manage studies as well as your training? Uh, so yeah, I was actually never a fan of uh, studying ever mm-hmm. uh, since I was in school, anyways. But uh, I had to manage it. Uh, so you know, I didn't really have a choice and. Uh, I just did it when I could. I study at airports and study on planes and wow. stuff, just so I could pass exams. You know, wow. so, not a great student, but I was doing <laughs> enough to pass. That's good. 
and um, I just wanted to talk to you a bit about your Formula Two season as well. So first yeah. off, how do you cope with the pressures of racing? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, obviously the support of my family uh, is always good to have. Uh, this is the first time that I've not had them at the the weekends most of the the year, just because of the pandemic and. Uh, I tend to not feel too much pressure normally, uh, but obviously now I'm in Formula Two and it's one step away from Formula One. So you know, uh, there is a lot of pressure being part of the Red Bull program and stuff. But uh, you know, I try to just think of it like uh, we're all just young kids who are trying to have some fun driving fast cars. So I don't really try to overthink uh, too much about uh, the pressure of the sport. That's nice, and um, I just wanted to congratulate you on winning your first Formula Two race. So, what did it feel like to be the first Indian to win a Formula Two race and to hear that national anthem being played on the podium? Was that something that you've dreamed about before? Yeah, I think uh, my main dream is for it to play on a Formula One podium. But yeah. you know, just to play it, uh, I've won races every year now for the past few years. So, uh, you know, to hear the national anthem for me is uh, like a very proud moment. But especially, you know. A global platform like in Formula Two, where everyone can see it, is a, a very big deal for me and for my family and everyone who supports me. So you know, it was a very proud moment, and hopefully next year it plays a lot more often. Yeah, and um, you also you didn't have the greatest start to the season, but yet you ended on such a big high. So how did you manage to turn things around? I was struggling a lot with uh, starts uh, in the first half of the season, and. Uh, a little bit with tire management as well, and uh, through the year my starts just got better and better. And uh, you know, towards the last half of the year, uh, pretty much my starts were like one of the best on the grid. You know, uh, they've been consistently very good, and uh, I've been qualifying in the top three or four as well in the last few races. So you know, things have been just coming together better and better. And uh, then to have a podium and win the last race was for me the best way to finish the season. Do you think it also had something to do with your engine? Because I know that uh, in a couple of races you were actually uh, losing time on the straights, but were quicker in the corners. So did that change at the last four races of the season? Yeah, it was. Uh, I did have another engine after Monza, so yeah, that did help. But uh, you know, a lot of it was also down to me just getting better and better with the tires, uh, with starts especially. Were. You know, in the start of the season, I was losing three to four places on pretty much every start, and at the end, I was actually moving up one or two places on most starts. So you know, I think that was the biggest difference for me uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, and uh, I also know that there is uh, a lot of a physical toll on your body, obviously being a race car driver. But is there also a mental toll? Yeah, I think uh, it's probably equally as demanding physically and mentally. I think driving. Uh, Cars at such speeds. So, uh, I think if you're not mentally strong enough, then uh, you know it's almost impossible to be in a sport like this. There's a lot of pressure at, at all times, and uh, you need to be able to perform uh, at a high pressure environment. You can't if you tense up all the time, then it's impossible to perform. So, you know how good you are if you're not mentally strong enough, then you're never going to be a good racing driver. Right, right. And your current F2 teammate Yuki Sonoda just got promoted to Alpha Tauri. And your good friend Lando Norris is also in F1. So, do you see them as mentors or just friends? So, what's the relationship like? 
Uh, just friends, you know. Uh, it's good to have uh, people like that go and follow on because it just uh, gives you like that kind of extra boost that uh, if you do well as well, then you have an opportunity and a platform as well. Especially with me being on the Red Bull Junior program, it gives me uh, a platform to move into a seat in Formula One in the future. Right, and um, India does not have the greatest facilities for becoming a racing driver. So, how did you manage to basically make it to the big leagues? Um, and what were some of the struggles that you also faced? Uh, so after the one in a billion hunt, I had gone uh, to England. Uh, you know, I went to boarding school there and uh, started pursuing my career uh, more in Europe. Uh, you know, the competition is a lot harder and uh, the facilities and stuff are a lot better for, for karting and for racing drivers. So, obviously, the biggest struggle was uh, sacrificing the time away from my family and my friends. But, uh, you know, I think in any sport, if you want to uh, succeed and get right to the top, then you have to give up a lot of time of, uh, you know, uh, say, relaxing and stuff. You need to focus more on what you want to do and what you want to achieve in life. Right. And last four races, like we spoke about, you got a podium and a win. So is this a sign for more to come in the future as well? Yeah, I think uh, definitely uh, the way the season finished uh, would definitely be a good way to start next year, I think. Uh, my fight will be to fight at, right at the front of the grid. Uh, you know, I think I have the potential to fight for the championship. So that will be my target from the start. Right. Um, and another thing I was a very uh, demanding question from a lot of people that I spoke to. Uh, what are your future plans? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I'll be racing uh, Formula 2 again next year. Uh, not decided. I mean, I have decided what team, but uh, it's not going to be announced yeah. yet for the next month. So, uh, probably. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely be in Formula 2 next year. And, okay, uh, so, that's great news because a lot of Indian fans were hoping you'd be that uh, fight for that championship. And some quick questions I also wanted to ask you as well. Who is your racing inspiration? Uh, Fernando Alonso. Just, uh, I used to always like him since I was young. And uh, just his way of driving any car, always close to the limit, is the reason that he's been my inspiration. And uh, do you have a favourite track as well? Yeah, Spa, Francochon. And uh, what about your favourite race? It doesn't have to be F2, it could also be F3. Uh, actually, my last race would probably be my favorite. That's nice. But, and so, what is the schedule leading up to a race weekend? Uh, this year has been uh, different to most years, but uh, you know, normally we have a simulator a week or so before. Uh, so like maybe on a Monday and a Tuesday, we do a simulator at the team and uh, prepare and go through plans for the race weekend. Uh, I normally fly out, I think, uh, on Wednesday morning, uh, arrive there Wednesday night and head to the track, uh, you know, actually on Wednesday evening itself. Uh, and then uh, Thursday is a prep day and then we get into things, uh, racing Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, it's pretty much structural and we have a set format basically for all weekends. So, you know, once you do it one weekend, it's pretty much the same for all. So, do you enjoy the traveling aspect of motor racing as well? Yeah, I do. Uh, I like traveling. Uh, I quite like, yeah, all of it. And uh, do you have a dream car? Uh, yeah, Lamborghini Aventador. Nice. Hopefully, one day, I think, when you get to Formula 1, you'd uh, be able to get that car as well. 
And uh, do you have a favorite F1 driver on the 2020 grid? Mm, probably Lando Norris. Yeah, Lando. And uh, out of the 2020 uh, grid drivers, have you met um, anyone apart from Lando Norris as well? Oh yeah, I met uh, Carlos Sainz last year. I met uh, Leclerc as well last year. Wow. Oh. Uh, So does it feel uh, surreal to meet these people, or you know, does it now just it's part of the job, so you're used to it? I think, uh, yeah, it was mostly real back in the past. Now you see them uh, uh, like quite often, so it's not as uh, say surreal. Yeah. To be honest, they like uh, any one of us. They're just normal people at the end of the day. So right. You know. And uh, do you have any uh, preference for which uh, F1 car you would like to drive? Oh uh, yeah, Red Bull. A Red Bull, nice. That's great. And um, this is something my friends wanted me to ask you. Uh, who's your favorite Parsi? Parsi person? Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, would it be like someone like uh, Freddie Mercury? No, probably my family. Okay. <laughs> And uh, do you have any message for your young Indian fans who maybe also want to one day uh, work in motorsport and? Hopefully, get to Formula One as well. Yeah, I think uh, you know the main thing for us is obviously we know we don't have the the same inf- infrastructure as they have abroad. But uh, you know, if you work hard towards your dreams, you know, you follow your passion. The main, most important thing for me is to remember to keep enjoying my racing. You know, uh, the pressure does get really high. I think in any sport, but the the main thing is to always enjoy what you do. And if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then uh, you know it's not worth doing it at the end of the day. So. Yeah. That would be my advice. Yeah, that's nice. So Jehan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such an honor and super exciting to talk to you. And for young Formula One fans, especially Indians, you are such a hero and an inspiration. And I really look forward to seeing you on the grid next year, and hopefully in F1 soon. And for all the people listening, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Pedal to the Metal podcast. I'm your host, Yuvi.